Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Pitt School of Computing and Information is starting a master's program. And uh, it's not just any master's program. This is one that is accessible and it's also affordable. And it means that for people who want to work in data science, they now will have an option that's not going to break the bank. Joining us right now to talk about it is the executive associate dean at the Pitt School of Computing and Information, Dr. Adam Lee. Dr. Lee, thank you very, very much for being here on KDK. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So 2024 is a big year for Pitt because of the expansion and the addition of a master's in data science. How is this different than a master's, say, in computer science or somebody who wants to do programming languages? What exactly does data science entail, first of all? So, you know, data science, we're looking at more than just the programming, but really understanding um, how to make data-informed decisions, right? So how to select data sources, how to clean data, how to understand the algorithms necessary to, to process it in order to generate insights that allow, you know, action to be taken. So the people who would be looking for a master's degree in this, what might they be doing as far as their long-term employment? You know, so our, our goals here are to prepare people to do um, all sorts of things. So, you know, data is more and more pervasive across any number of industries, right? So business, healthcare, supply chains, market research, anything you can think about. Um, and our, our goal is to make the degree accessible to folks who want to move into the more data-oriented aspects, perhaps in a career that they're already in and advance, um, or pivot into more data-oriented things. So long-term career things might be, you know, data scientists, job titles, data analysts, data coordinators, or analysts in any of those sectors that I talked about a second ago. What are the things that keep people from taking that next step? What are the hindrances? What gets in the way? Um, so a lot of things, right? So we're, we're looking at folks who are looking to you know, change career or advance in their careers, which means they've got a career. Uh, and so the um, education needs to be able to work around the career or the career around the education. So an on-campus program might be difficult to you know, coordinate getting to campus Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4 o'clock for a class. Um, and so you know, flexibility of when you engage with course content is one thing. Uh, another thing is price point, right? So, you know, working professionals or, you know, folks who probably have homes and families and, you know, education's a big expense. And so trying to 
build uh, our program to be uh, affordable as well as accessible to fit within uh, that professional's uh, life is you know one of the things we're trying to, to reach. Without putting you under the gun too much, give me an idea. What did it cost for you to go on and get a master's degree and then to go on and to get a PhD as well? I mean, how much are our graduate students asked to shell out to do that to better themselves to give them more of a skill set? What might that cost somebody? Uh, so, I mean, to go after a professional master's degree um, in, in most disciplines is, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, right? So, um, you can go to you know, tuition.tit.edu and take a look at the, the tuition rates for, you know, any of our programs. But, you know, you're looking at, you know, twenty, thirty. $40,000 for a master's degree, potentially. And then a PhD, you may be talking about doing that, and the amount of time that we're talking about goes from, say, being two years, and it could be potentially, what, four years, five years to get a PhD? Yeah, a PhD typically would be about five to six years. Five to six, right. By the time you do a dissertation and those sorts of things, it ends up being a huge time commitment as well, which brings us back to trying to take some of those barriers away, and that is exactly what you're doing with this Master's in Data Science at Pitt. Talk about how the goal was, and it has been achieved, of making this affordable. Yeah, the, the goal was to, to make this um, uh, affordable, and this is something we've done uh, where we're launching in, in partnership with Coursera um, as part of what they call their Learner First Initiative. Um, and so this is, you know, trying to build out degree programs that are accessible, which is one of our goals, right, to make our curriculum accessible broadly uh, to folks to reskill and upskill within Western Pennsylvania and beyond. Um, to, to launch these degrees at scale, right, so make them accessible but also available. Um, and, and to do so in a manner that is, you know, online and you know, fits within the lifestyle of, of working professionals. So it was a really good um, partnership alignment. Uh, and by, you know, working with them and their you know, global network of um, learners that we can, you know, uh, recruit from and, and uh, work with, uh, we were able to leverage a lot of economies of scale to get the tuition down to a reasonable um, price point. Give us an idea of how long somebody would anticipate this taking, because that's the other thing that sometimes gets in the way is people say, well, you know, I'm working, so I can only take a couple of classes now. I can't go full time because I'm working. And so now it's going to take me four years to get this rather than a year and a half or two if I would just put my head down and go through it. But but I can't afford to do that because I got to pay. You see what I'm saying? I mean, how long will it take in this program to get through it? So this, uh, the program, it's flexible. Um, so, you know, we're sort of assuming that people are maybe going to want to take one course a semester or two courses a semester. So probably, you know, 20 to 36 months to, to get through it, depending on, you know, how many times you're looking to take one versus two courses a semester. Mm -hmm. So you could do it in as little as 20 months? Yes. That's impressive. And then what kind of price point are we talking about? I mean, is, is this going to be significantly less expensive than the twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 that you were talking about before? Yeah, so we're looking, our, our tuition is $15,000 for the program. And you get the whole way through for $15,000? Yes, sir. Have you just been inundated, or do you anticipate that that's what's going to happen? I mean, Corsera, um, Coursera, rather, you know, obviously being a partner with you, the word is going to get out very, very quickly. What do you think the, the response is going to be? I mean, this is going to be an area that they're, is a d definite need in d data science. And at the same time, having an advanced degree is also very advantageous for workers. It seems to me this is going to be very, very popular. Yes? 
that's our goal. That's our hope. You yeah. know, we were we went into this to try to reach as many people as we can. So when you say scaling, are you able to have more people in online classes than if you were trying to do it in person? Meaning, does it give you the ability that you could do 70 people rather than 40 people in a particular class? Does that make sense? Yes. No, that, that's, that's, that's it. Like, so we're, all of our course design is, you know, very intentionally being done with professional instructional designers here at the University of Pittsburgh uh, in order to, you know, flexibly allow classes to, to get bigger, um, working with, um, you know, ensuring that we're, we're building out course content so that it can be, you know, consumed, you know, at your own pace and, you know, not necessarily trying to get tons of people together at the same time all the time. Um, we're also building out our instructional teams led by our faculty um, to be able to be a little bit elastic to uh, accommodate increases in demand as well. So what about how much of an application process? Or do you have to take GREs? I mean, to go to graduate school, oftentimes you got to do all those sorts of things. What are you doing to, to knock those walls down? Right. So that's actually a really great question. Uh, so this program is using something called performance-based admissions. Uh, so uh, in order to pursue the program, uh, you essentially say that you want to pursue the program. Um, and you enroll in the first class. And if you're able to get a B or better in that first class, and we're able to verify that you've earned an undergraduate degree, um, you're admitted to the program. So really, your dedication to that first class is your application. So you're not worrying about lengthy application processes, not taking standardized tests to say that you have the ability to do these things. If you can do the work and you demonstrate that, you're on your way. That's it. Is this being done anywhere else? I mean, this I've not heard of other places doing these kinds of things. This sounds novel. There are a handful of programs that have launched recently doing this, but it is a very, very new approach to graduate admissions. Yeah, really, really cool stuff. Thank you very much for being here, Adam. It's great to be able to hear what's going on at Pitt. And if I'm not mistaken, this is something you plan to launch next year, right? 2024. Yes, sir. Uh, so, the first, first class will start in May of 2024. In May of Okay, so it's not even when the school year starts in, in August or September, starting in the spring. Yes, our, our pit summer term. Might as well jump right in. How many classes do you anticipate that you'll be teaching? I mean, is this something that you're adding to, to your course load to work with this, or will there just be a, a, a breakout among all the people in the department? Yeah, this is not going to be in my course load specifically, um, but it's it, this is actually being spread across um, all the departments in our school. So we have uh, fact this courses were developed by faculty in computer science, informatics, and network systems, mm -hmm. and information culture and data stewardship. So it really cross cuts how our school as an entirety looks at, uh, at data. Really, really great stuff. Dr. Adam Lee joining us, Executive Associate Dean at the Pitt School of Communication, or of Computing excuse me, and Information. Thank you for being here, Adam. I appreciate it, and best of luck with this. It sounds like a really great idea and a time that has come. Glad to have you here in Pittsburgh. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.